when they were sitting at those lunch counters, they were in reality standing up for the best in the American dream and seeking to take the whole nation back to those great wells of democracy which were dug deep by the founding fathers in the formulation of the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. Many things were gained as a result of these years of struggle. In 1964, the Civil Rights Bill came into being after the Birmingham Movement, which did a great deal to subpoena the conscience of a large segment of the nation to appear before the judgment seat of morality on the whole question of civil rights. After the Selma Movement in 1965, we were able to get a voting rights bill. Now, all of these things represented strides. But we must see that the struggle today is much more difficult. It's more difficult today because we are struggling now for genuine equality. And it's much easier to integrate a lunch counter than it is to guarantee a livable income and a good solid job. It's much easier to guarantee the right to vote than it is to guarantee the right to live in sanitary, decent housing conditions. It is much easier to integrate a public park than it is to make genuine, quality, integrated education a reality. And so today, we are struggling for something which says we demand genuine equality. It's not merely a struggle against extremist behavior toward Negroes. And I'm convinced that many of the very people who supported us in the struggle in the South are not willing to go all the way now. I came to see this in a very difficult and painful way in Chicago over the last year where I've lived and worked. Some of the people who came quickly to march with us in Selma and Birmingham were active around Chicago. And I came to see that so many people who supported morally and even financially what we were doing in Birmingham and Selma were really outraged against the extremist behavior of Bull Connor and Jim Clark toward Negroes rather than believing in genuine equality for Negroes. Keep it. 
When I was sleeping on the train, sleeping on Mesereau Lab out in the rain, without even a single slice of pizza to my name, too proud to beg for change, mastering the pain, when New York was calling Southern rappers lame, but then Jack and I slang, I used to get dizzy spells, hear a little ring, the voice of an angel telling me my name, telling me that one day I'ma be a great man, transforming with the Megatron dolls, spitting out flames, eating whack rappers alive, and I'm chained. I was homeless, fighting, shooting dice, smoking on the corners, trying to find the meaning of life in the corona, till the five percenters rolled up on us and informed them, you either build or destroy, where you come from, the Magnolia Project's in the third ward, slum, hum, it's quite amazing that you rhyme how you do and that you shine like you grew up in the shrine in Peru, question 14, Muslim lesson 2, Tip diver, civilizer, 85er. I make the devil hit his knees and say to our father, Abracadabra, you rockin' with the true and living. Shout out the lights out, Josephine, Chewy Bivens. Shout out the Baltimore, Baton Rouge, my crew in Richmond. Why y'all debating who the truth was? Like Jews and Christians, I was on C2B, Broad Street, Master, North Philly, South Philly, 23rd, Tasker, Six Mile, Seven Mile, Hartwell, Rashford, really wood pack a U-Haul truck up. Put the high beams on, drive up on the curb at a barbecue and hop up out the back like, what's up? Killing, robbing, taking, what's up? That's why when you talk that tough talk, I never feel you. You sound real good and you play the part well, but the energy you're giving off is so unfamiliar. I don't feel you. We need Sean Miller. Now tuned into the motherfucking greatest. Turn the music up in the headphones. Tim, you can go and brush your shoulder off, nigga. I got you. Uh, yeah. If you feeling like a pimp, nigga, go and brush your shoulders off. Ladies is pimps too, go and brush your shoulders off. Niggas is crazy, baby, don't forget that boy told you, kid. Dad, turn up your shoulders. I'll probably yo with the y'all, probably be locked by the force. Trying to hustle some things. Dad, go with the push. Feeling no remorse, feeling like my hand was forced. Middle finger to the Lord, nigga, gripping my balls. Said the ladies, they love me. From the bleachers, they screaming. All the ballers is bouncing. They like the way I be leaning All the rappers be hating Hope the trap that I'm making But all the hustles they love it Just to see one of us make it Came from the bottom of the bottom To the top of the pops Nigga London, Japan And I'm straight off the block Like a running back Get it man, I'm straight off the block I can run it back nigga, Cause I'm straight with the rock If you feeling like a pimp Nigga gone brush your shoulders off Ladies is pimps too Gone brush your shoulders off Niggas is crazy baby Don't forget that boy Told you kid Tag Turn up your shoulder, you gotta get that. 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 Fill them now, 52 cars roll out Remove ceiling in case 52 bras come out Now you chilling with a boss bitch Cars and C on the sleeve At the 4040 club ESPN on the screen 
Welcome back to the WAWG Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Dalen Stevenson, and welcome to episode 46, The Other America. This episode is going to be a little different. Um, this episode is a conversation, random conversation me and my girlfriend were having. Uh, enjoy. It's like when you, like, you know how you go out of high school and it's like you have somebody kind of, like, you play the sport or not even tell you the sport, but you had somebody, like, holding you accountable. You had to get up and get go to school. You had to be at the bus stop by a certain time. You had to go to lunch at a certain time. You had to be at class by a certain time. And that shit was structured. But when you get out of when you get out of high school, you really gotta do stuff on your own. Like you gotta choose to eat right. You gotta choose to go to the gym. You gotta choose to get a job and work or build your business. You gotta choose to do that stuff. The same thing I feel like is when you live with your parents. Until you graduate from that stage of you living with your parents and you living on your own. And, like, stuff like, you know, don't keep all the lights on in here. When you get your own shit, you're possibly going to turn, keep all the lights on because they told you not to. You're going to probably eat what you want, not make your bed, not clean up as much as you think you are because nobody's telling you to do this. That's typically, I feel like, what a lot of people do. So when they get their own spot or whatever, they kind of, that's when they really take a fall off. Because they're not valuing the structure that was built throughout their whole life. So I feel like that's like one of the next challenges for me is like, okay, I get my own spot. Now I have to make sure there's food in my refrigerator. I have to make sure that I'm picking the right food to eat. I got to understand that realm of being an adult. Like I only understand this little piece right now. But that mm-hmm. whole having your own spot or have, you know, that type of realm, that's a different type of realm because you got to feed yourself. You got to decorate it. You got to put the shower curtain to match the, the mat on the ground, to match the towels, to match the all that type stuff. Like you got to coordinate your whole shit because you're so used to structure when you're on your own. It's kind of like you can you can ask them. For structure, but it's like more a so blank like canvas. Yeah, it's like a blank canvas. You don't really have you on your own now. You got to create your own art. You got to create mm-hmm. your own shit. I feel like that's where 
that's where I'm I'm at. Like I want to get to that next level. I want to get to that next part of my canvas. I want to create a new piece. Yeah. I want, I want to see how I can handle it. Like I want to see that next level, because that's where you gain the respect of your parents. You know, they may not like you, but they have to love you, or they have to, you know, do shit because they they are you. You are their responsibility. So, but when you create, you have your own life, and you really make somebody yourself. That's when I feel like you really get that unconditional respect, like when you move out. And you don't come back. That's where it's like, all right. They actually, you know, they they understand it. They got it. They understand what life is like. They understand the responsibilities of what I had to put, what I had to go through, you know. Because they raised you from when you was in diapers to when you're grown as fuck about to leave the nest. So it's kind of like each stage is like graduation. And when you get your own spot, that's like probably the happiest day of their life. Which is kind of fucked up. <laughs> but it's not at the, on the same time because they're happy for you that you like you know you're actually doing it. You reach Plus that they stage. They just spent like twenty whatever years taking care of themselves and another. And you, yeah. And now it's your turn to do it for your family and your kid if you have one. Mm-hmm. Now it's, it's that's how it's suppo- I think that's how it's supposed to go. It's supposed to transfer through generations like that. And it's kind of cool yeah. when you think about it like that. Because our parents was once in our shoes. I don't think they really thought that they would be, like, here, like, in this type of predicament situation. It was more so, like, going with the flow. Like, I, you know what I mean? I got these responsibilities. I got to find some way to put food on this table. Same goes yeah. for the grandparents and their parents and their parents. It's like... Generational teachings, I feel like generational things, and that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at right now. I'm at that age where it's like, all right, like, what's next? What's next? Type shit. I've been in here. That's good that you look at it that way because a lot of people probably like don't look at school that way, don't look at like you know, the structure of all of that, the time schedules they had us on, and they really don't value it, value that. They look at it. They look at the cons of it and be like, yeah. oh, my gosh, this is what we was doing. And uh, just complaining about the stuff that don't even matter. Yeah. It's all about what you make it. I could sit here and blame it and be like, yeah, they taught us how to how to be employees. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. that's not a bad thing. Theoretically, like, okay, everybody wants to be their own boss. Everybody, that's what everybody want to be. They want everybody want to be an entrepreneur. But in this world, you, it's just like, you really can't everybody can't have their own business somebody has to work at popeyes somebody has to work at walmart those people that own those companies are the entrepreneurs and they hire people to work for them i think that everybody can't have their business i can't or everybody can't have their own thing due to capitalism yeah capitalism that's the word See, I'm not big with But the if big there was words. like an equal opportunity type of thing, no. This not the society for that. Every I feel like not every country, but like most of this like this part of the globe is like capitalist. The Western Hemisphere. 
Yeah, it's like they're capitalists. So they do anything for the buck. And they have to it's just a source of life. Like that's what they revolve life around. Is that stuff. And it's like it's wild. When you think about it that way. Yeah, it is wild. Because but. it's like a killer I don't know, it's like a killer be killed type of mentality. Eat or starve type of mentality. Literally. And uh, remember I told you, people wouldn't do nothing. We would not have the society that we have if, you know, money wasn't in the picture. Capitalism. I don't know. All those stuff. Capitalism, socialism, all that stuff. Socialism would not produce... I don't think it would be as good of an economy as... I'm I don't saying, think the people would be as happy as a capitalist society. That's because people are programmed to believe that tangible things are most important. Mm-hmm. And they push it. That's what you see on TV, you see it on commercials, you hear it on advertisements. It's always something dealing with money or dealing with you got to pay for this or it's dealing with just straight mind fuckery. Like the values of things isn't what it should be. People don't value certain things. They only value what they can benefit from. And I feel like that's where the entrepreneur mindset is the entrepreneur mindset is a cold mindset it's a real Mm -hmm. cold killer be killed type of mindset like i don't really give a fuck that you can't eat i still want your money i don't care if this is your last dollar this shit still gonna cost 25 dollars. you either pay for it or get out somebody else gonna pay for it that's that that's the type of mentality that they have you know i mean because it's just like damn that's what it is. So I mean, gotta, but do you think it's wrong when in the society that we're in, do you think it's wrong? I don't think it's wrong because everybody has a choice. Mm-hmm. You know, your circumstances, your life choices, your life circumstances may dictate where you will become or what you will become. Everybody try to see, you know, you see that one person that make it, that get out of jail for after 10, 15, 20 years and make it. And they say, all you got to do is this. All you got to do is that. Just be <laughs> consistent with this. It's like, bro, you're an anomaly, bro. It's thousands yeah, of millions of people. Yeah, on top of, of them people, already baby. having a different drive for life. You know what I mean? Like, like Wallow, for example. He'll yeah. sit here and tell you, you know, all you got to do is get a phone and post. Like, bro, your your cousin is a rapper that used to rap on cash money. If he, if Gilly, if Gilly didn't rap on Cash Money, we would not know who Wallow is today. And granted, I'm not taking nothing away from him because he is amazing. You know what I mean? But it's the it's the platform that it was able to be provided mm-hmm. to him when he got out of jail after 20 years. I always wonder, like, how did, like, you know, went from being in jail, got out of jail, to being, you know, you know what I mean? What he is now? But I feel like a lot That's of the them, missing link. A lot of them guests on the show. Are people that? Oh, I, I, I can speak for the beginning because now it's just known. Everybody knows million dollars with the game. Everybody know Gillian Wallow. But when it first was starting, I feel like the people that was on there was from people that was like connected to Gilly, and then that allowed Wallow to step in and you know be his charismatic self, be his mm-hmm. smart business mind type self. And I feel like that's what a lot of people should be like. Like 
a lot of people make excuses based off their life circumstances. Like he, for example, I look at it as motivation. You can look at it as, oh man, it's an anomaly. Or you can look at it as motivation to go harder. That's what I choose to do. I look at it as motivation. Like, damn, he could do that shit. I could do that shit. But with 95% of the people in this world, 99% of the people don't think like that. They don't think, they think, oh, he just, you know, he's just famous. He's one of an, he an anomaly. He one of a million. That couldn't be me. It's like, well, yeah, it could. In my head, I feel like if you live with that type of mindset, you'd be more at peace than being jealous. That sound, it screams jealousy and negativity when you talk like that about other people. Because it is, you can state the fact that it is an anomaly, but it's the fact that he did it. And he's like proving that you can do it. Yeah. Like you can, you can do it. Like you can, because when you get out of jail, it's basically like you still in jail. You can't work with felons. You can't work certain jobs. Like you, have you seen the central, like the when they see a shit, when they got out of jail, when they was, after they got, you know, spent years in Rikers or whatever. And they mm-hmm. couldn't get jobs. Like you couldn't, you can't work with a felon. You can't be within like twenty five feet of a felon. So that typically leaves you to go right back into prison. That's what they design your mind and design you to do. That's what the that's mentality. Terrible. That's what the mentality is. You know, with the prison. That's just prison. That's a structured base. Everything is structured in there. You know, everybody want to act hard, but when it's time to do that time people break because that shit ain't really what it seemed everybody want to act I mean everybody want to act tough but 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 but, but I don't think that structure is such a bad thing because there are people who don't have that discipline you know they don't have that ability to be organized and have that drive to go do something at 3 o'clock because it was they're scheduled to do it at 3 o'clock they would have did it in two weeks yeah, but time, time. Yeah, I agree. But also on the other flip side, time waits for no man. Like time is everything. You got to start with you. I hate to be the guy to be like, start the podcast now or start posting now. But you have to, you have, you can't keep holding it off. Like, I understand you're trying to gain knowledge. That's fine. But you can gain a lot of knowledge in two days. When I first started my podcast, it was literally like, all right, I'm going to start this shit. I'm going to look up websites. I'm going to look up shit. How to start a podcast. Okay, boom. 25-minute video. I watched the video. That didn't take nothing. Oh, Podbean. Okay, I don't like Podbean. Okay, I'm going to try Anchor. Okay, I like Anchor. I'm going to do this. I can update it on Spotify, Apple Music. Okay, cool. I can get my shit out there. That literally took me a couple hours to do. I was in the library doing that. And Not in the library. Okay. And anybody, and anybody can like... I would Even with my fitness programs and my application i did all of that in like the library yeah but you had that drive you had that you know because i wasn't gonna sit here and say oh i'll i'll do it i yeah i'll come around to it i used to think like that like i'll do that later like i'll come around to it even with Mm -hmm. little stuff like little stuff like all right i'm gonna put my clothes in the dryer in two hours nigga get your ass up and do it now what's the difference between now and two hours it's the little things like I'll do stuff like that. Like, oh, I left this shit in my car. I don't feel like getting it. Man, just get up and go get it. Mm-hmm. It's stuff like that. that like, miss small things that train your mind to like, all right, you're not going to take no shortcuts in anything. Mm-hmm. You're going to always try to push your best foot forward because at the end of the day, when you look at life, you don't want to live. Like, you, 
your last days, your last breaths. You don't want to sit here and be like, damn, I wish I did this. I wish I went a little bit harder with this. Like, I take it as a gym. When you go to the gym and you feel like, damn, I didn't give it my all today. Like, I still feel like I got stuff in the tank. You cheated yourself. You didn't cheat you know, on nobody else but you. I heard that when you do something half-assed, you're going to have to do it twice. And that takes longer than if you would have just did it full. You know? Yeah, the first time. Put, put your all into it the first time. Like you gotta leave, like leave it all on the field, leave it all on the court, leave it all in the in the in the workplace, leave it all in the gym, leave it all. Because at the end of the day, you're gonna be like, dang, I don't know what would have happened if I would have, you know, gave it my all. You can live with the results. You can live with failure. You can live with not getting what you want when you gave it your all. Literally. Like if I keep posting, keep trying, keep trying, some shit don't pop off. I can sit here and I can go to sleep at night because I know that I gave it my all. And I will continue to keep trying. And you know, that's, they say people, that's the mindset. I saw something that said, you see the people who was trying to get rich quick, not rich because it takes patience. Right. The people that were trying to get, like, this whole pandemic stuff, the people that were trying to do these Ponzi schemes and these uh, PPP loans and all that stuff, it don't work like that, bro. It don't work like that. It just don't. And I was going to do one of those things, and I almost did. But my mom always said, like, right, don't. It don't work like that. You think you're gonna get, you're gonna invest twenty dollars and get five thousand back? It don't work like that. Somebody's gonna get a piece of that money, or somebody's watching you. It's a scheme. It's a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> it's no. It's no different than a motherfucker on the street trying to show you a magic trick. It's the same thing. In my head, it's really the same thing. They're trying to dupe you for a dollar. And that's what that's the mentality you gotta look at things, I feel like. like you gotta look at things in a positive, motivational, hard working type of thing. Because theoretically, mental controls the physical. Your mind, your brain controls everything in your body that your senses what you touch, what you feel, all the physical things, your eyes, your brain controls all that stuff. And your brain is mental. It controls your thoughts. Controls how you feel. Mm-hmm. If you indulge, like, you got to understand, like, when you say negative shit in the atmosphere, you're going to believe that. If you saying this shit is hard, like, damn, I'm about to hop a hard, it's going to be a hard leg day to day. You're going to really think it's going to be harder for you to get through it then what it would be if you just didn't say that. If you were just focused. Like, all right, bet I'm going to go in this shit. I'm going to kill this shit. That's why every time I always say, I can't wait for the gym tomorrow. I can't wait for leg day tomorrow. Because in my head, no matter how tired I am that day, when I get in the gym, it's a switch that comes on because I said that. It's like energy. When you say stuff like that and you truly believe it in your heart, it's going to come into fruition. And that's what that's with anything. That's with business. That's with career. That's with uh, gym goals, fitness goals, or diet goals, family goals, anything, relationships. It goes that with anything. If you really go into that joint with positive mindset, positive energy, more than likely you're going to come out with a positive outcome because you're going to look at things in a positive way. When you, yep. lead, when you lead with lust, 
I feel like you get lust in return. Like, you can't lead with the devil on your shoulder because the devil wears Prada. They look good, look very, very nice. They real gravitating with the eye, you they, you know. But in the end of the day, it's not good for you. Everybody wants to tend, but they don't want to settle. Not even settle, but they don't want to pay attention to that seven or that eight that would do anything for them and love them unconditionally. Mm-hmm. But they just want the ten because she's appealing to the eye. She's what everybody wants. That she's what everybody wants, or he's what everybody wants. And it's like it's not even about that. Like, I it's like it's, 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 I'm switching it's topics. So it's weird because people will sit here being full blown relationships, and they're still post a celebrity crush or some shit. I see that stuff all the time, and it's like, damn, if that motherfucker really walked in that room, you would really say fuck this dude or fuck this girl that you with. And that you didn't put time in all because you set you you attracted to how he looks or how she looks. Or their fame or their you know what I mean and people would say, Dang, you stupid for not taking that opportunity. Like, no, bro. You invested energy and soul ties with this person, but you will leave that person for somebody that with status and fame. That's people looking at the money. People, I don't, I don't even think it's just that. I just think people don't understand, like you know. Their I think soul. money is a driving factor. Their soul, t- they sell their soul to be known mm-hmm. or to be. I don't even. I don't think. I don't look at it for money and all it because it's really deep. It's to me, it's deeper than that. You selling your soul, you selling your energy to this person that really don't even give a fuck about you, versus the person that would do anything for you. They will love you unconditionally. That's true. I mean, you really think this motherfucker really want you? He he can pick whoever he really wants because he knows the power that be, or she knows the power that be. And those type of people, those type of celebs, that's why most celebrities have negative energy. And most of the motherfuckers be what? They be killing themselves, and they don't need, or they be addicted to drugs. Or they don't have no family around them. They don't have nobody that love them. That's why a lot of them be depressed because it's negative energy. They doing shit for the wrong reason. They thought the money and the fame and the house, the clothes was going to bring them happiness. But for real, for real, it's the people that's around you that brings you happiness. It's the energy. It's the laughs that you create. It's the memories you make with people. How many times you heard a celebrity say, damn, I'd give all this shit up if I could just be regular again. I hear that shit a lot. They say money is the root of all evil. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think money is... It can provide happiness if you're using it in a positive way. If I get if I get hit the lottery tomorrow and I get $10, $10 million in my bank account, I'm not about to sit here and go fly to L.A. and go, to, <laughs> and go buy all this bullshit. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to buy my mom a car first. I'm going to buy my mom a house. I'm going to buy my grandma a house. I'm going to do that stuff. That stuff is going to make me wave. It's going to make me feel way more inside seeing them happy because I know they worked their whole life trying to make me happy. And try to provide And that brings me to think like, think about spirituality. Like that's just you holding your morals tight, 
know. You gotta Kinda stand on. Giving back to, giving back to those who gave for you. you. Gotta stand on what you stand on, like yeah. Motherfuckers, people don't like, be doing man. that. When you make it to that status and that echelon, where you just you well off, you creating generational wealth. When you if something happens to you, that shit has to keep going. Nipsey's gone. His shit is still going. Why? Mm-hmm. Because he actually put his people on. Like he put his family in the position to manage his businesses. They told they they. Do you know what I mean? Famous people, the peace people be dying. They got GoFundMe's. They broke. They filing bankruptcy. Why? How? Because of the energy. I feel like because of the reasons. Why they were doing what they were doing. They were doing what they were doing because it was providing them access to a different type of world. They say Hollywood is, is the devil's playground. That shit is Now, true. you know what I say. You know what I say that's always lead back to. Slavery. That's slavery. <laughs> Motherfucker just trying to do his best. And and provide for their family. It kind of got lost, but you know, I was watching this thing. It was like black women learn to tell, like learn to talk down on their sons during that time, and it's kind of been something that's lost between the, in the generations of and how we just talk nowadays. But she she learned how to like protect her son to the slave master, the white man. Like she'll talk down on him and be like, "Oh, he's being bad," or he's annoying or he's you know just something that's not good like the white women were saying to the black women when they were having a conversations about their children and that she did that so he wouldn't go sell them mm. that's deep that's real deep because on the flip side to that she was doing it for his own good she's doing it for his own good and he hearing his mom constantly say, say that stuff about, about him. him so it's like it's like when you, it's like I can relate it to us. Like when we were young, we get told certain things. Like it's just certain things that traumatize us when we were young. Maybe it'd be an argument with our parents or an incident with our, our parents or our family members or something. And it just makes us not like them. I didn't like my mom for a long, long time. <laughs> I still sometimes hold on to some of the stuff that happened when I was young and some of the stuff she said to me because I was just so hurt. Because I was young and I just didn't understand. I didn't understand yeah. that people are human. I didn't understand my mom was human. I thought my mom was just oh my a superhero. Gosh, that was the biggest realization. I ain't even gonna lie. I didn't think my mom was like human. I thought she was a super superwoman or a superhero. I, did too. I didn't think she I had. I thought they feelings. had all the answers. Right. I didn't think she had feelings. So when she said certain things to me, it was like, damn. My hero said mm-hmm. that stuff to me. It's like, damn. Like if she can say that stuff to me. I can only imagine what other people would say. And then it's like, you see what they, well, I ain't going to say this is real, but let's just put it in perspective. If they, if they hated on Jesus and they killed Jesus and he was nothing but good, what do you think mm-hmm. they're going to do to you or they would do to you? Like They're going to build you up and tear you down. They're going to try to tear you down. They're going to try to build you up. Everybody's going to be your biggest fan when you hot. But it takes one time for you to, you know, slip up or whatever, say the wrong thing, and your shit could be over. It's happened time and time again, and that's kind of, that's fucked up. That's why motherfuckers be committing suicide, people be on drugs, 
People be strung out on drugs. People be broke. People don't have nobody around them. Because it's like that energy. It's not them diamonds and them houses and them cars and Lamborghinis and all that shit ain't what it really seems. It is if you good spirited. If you have a great spirit, that stuff is a blessing. But if you more like us, we come from poverty. So if you give us ten thousand dollars, we gonna look at that shit like a million dollars. Like they gonna if somebody really asked like nine times out of ten. Like, this is, I saw some, like, you know the dude, damn. Have you seen the Jackson 5 American Dream movie? No. Well, anyway, it's this dude. <laughs> he sung um, two songs on The Lion King. It's the mm. most famous songs on The Lion King. I think his name is Jason Weaver. He was in ATL. I know that for a fact. And he played Michael Jackson in Jackson American Dream. He played a little. He played little Michael. He his mom worked. They offered him two million dollars to sing these two songs for on the Lion King. This is nineteen ninety four Lion King. So that's the highest grossing cartoon, whatever. And it, still to this day. So they gave mm-hmm. him a they gave him a choice. You either take this two million, but his mom said no. If you willing to give us two million dollars for this. Imagine what I could get if we discuss royalties. If we discuss if I how much I get on the dollar of this. So they hired attorneys, they hired lawyers, they hired people to work out this deal to where now this motherfucker is still getting paid from that. That was very smart. Think of it like that. If that's how it is, like it's yeah, like it's like even more. it's like that with so much stuff in this mm-hmm. world, like athletes. These power five schools come in here with a bag. They say, here, come here, play for us. We'll give you this much money. You got to sit the bench for two years, though, because we already got four five-star recruits. But you got to we'll give you this money. You got some that's not going to do that. You got some that's going to side. That's, excuse me. That's going to side with somebody like Deion Sanders. That's all he can really give you is his word, is his platform, is his opportunity. But people like us will shit on Deion Sanders when he's trying to move up and provide better opportunities for him, his family, and kids that's going to be coming forward that look like me or look like us. Mm-hmm. Like, we are our own worst enemy. Like, seriously. Like, we really are our own worst enemy. And that stems from, like you said, it stems from slavery. Being it stems from slavery, I was just about to say it. Like, we are taught to hate ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like. And it's like, bro, we don't even we want to we want to defeat them so bad. And it's like, you can't defeat them if you don't even got your own self in order. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, until we stop, until we stop killing each other, it's just gonna be. Of course, they are designing things to keep us down, you know. But people just don't understand the history and the context of why things are the way they are. This type of the government. I think it's messed up that they kind of. Huh? Go ahead. It's messed up that they got to come out with like equal, equal rights acts and stuff like that. Does, like see, that look, I'm glad you. I'm glad you said that because I was watching Malcolm X and this nigga was. He said that. Damn, my fault, Malcolm. Shit. I'm about to say, dang. That's just natural. He know what I mean. 
my guy, this man said, I don't respect any person of color or any minority that speaks highly of the Constitution or speaks highly of the Bill of Rights or the Declaration of Independence because that shit was not written for your best interest. That shit was written for you to be enslaved still. They literally put in the Constitution that we are three-fifths of a person. That means we're the same equal as a cow, as a chicken, as a little, as an animal. Mm-hmm. That's how they look at us, black people, people of color, minorities. And it's like, when you put it like that, people, like he said, also said that if you scream equality, or they asked him, do you... uh partake do you want equality he was like i don't want equality i want equality in amongst of my people because you can never be equal with the white man because the white man mm-hmm. has created every single thing in well in our yeah. life in our life we can't speak on africa and all that europe they the have founding fathers they have created and sparked everything you know they've created everything for their best interest that's why it's a mon- it's a monopoly. It's the Da Vinci Code. Like you have to unlock the Da Vinci Code, and most people that do get that locked to the Da Vinci Code, they are met at the door with temptation, with lust. Some people get their manhood taken away. Some people like it's a lot of people. That's why I say Hollywood is the devil's playground. Like he said, he also said like no like. He doesn't want equality. He wants because he feel like the word equality doesn't exist when it deals with white people or not even just white people. When it deals with the man, when it deals with them, because you can't have equality when everything is written for their protection, for their best interests. There's no such thing as equality. How can I be equal to you? It should automatically be like that. There was equality before we came over here. We had our own place, Africa. We had our own place where we work. Here were the indigenous people. That's where they live. They live here. We lived in Africa. The the other people, Irish and all that, French, they lived in Europe. Before all this colonization stuff, that's equal. But in, 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 in our world... We think equal is, oh, we need to have equal rights as white people. What the fuck is that? (laughs) Duh, we should have equal. The fact that we're saying that shows and proves that the fact that you have to have a Voting Rights Act of 1964 or a Civil Mm -hmm. Rights Act of 1964 is ridiculous. They they literally, they did not write this shit. They didn't write it. That proves it. We did all this marching for them to give us last slip saying you can vote now. That's not equal. It'll never be equal. You nope. can vote now, but we still gonna take everything from you. It'll ne- they you can vote now, but you got to take all these hard literacy tests. And more, you know, most people back then didn't go to school, they didn't graduate from school, so they made that shit real hard for them to to be able to vote, especially women. They made it real hard for women to be able to vote. Mm-hmm. Y'all were the last one, especially black women, was the last ones being able to vote. Mm-hmm. So it's like equal. There would never be equal rights. I can say never. 
fuck it. There would never be equal rights here because of the yeah, because it just won't be because it is it's it's rooted and it's built a certain type of way. People, these motherfuckers really will die behind that flag. <laughs> now, granted, I I I respect anybody that 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 has put their life on the line for me. I I respect yeah. them. That takes a lot of courage, but it's a lot of people and it's a lot of things in that military. It's just no, like, it's not humane. But what are they fighting for over resources? So it's kind of like, mm. They're fighting for, like, we can say it now, but back then, the motherfuckers were fighting over territory. We was the first ones to die. We had the we all the black dark skin motherfuckers is in the front. All the other white people was in the back. They put all the niggas in the front. And even when the people when dudes did survive, when we did survive, we came home to civil rights. We came home to segregation. We came home to Jim Crow. Jesse Owens fought in the Olympic. Fought. He raced in the Olympics. He was at the same Olympics that Adolf Hitler was at. And he got all them fucking gold medals and he come back to the United States and he can't he got to enter the back of a fucking restaurant to sit down. But that's we want equal rights. But when you bring stuff like that up, they want to be like, that was a long time ago. No, it won't. It was not a hundred years is not a long time. You know how long it takes for change to happen? Because people let their days fly, so they don't realize how fast time is really moving. Like if you compare 19, if you just look at this time frame, 1865 to 1965, look how much change happened. You want to say, quote unquote, how much change really happened from 1865 to 1965? So when you go from 1965, what's 100 years from now? 2065? Right? Say it one more time. So, 1965, 100 years from now, well, 100 years from that would be 2065. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're going to be, a, we're going to be here. That's our generation, 2065. So. That's when people going to be like, so what was it like when you were in, like, high school? I can't wait. Not that I can't wait, but it's like, mm, okay, I know what my history was. I know what I lived through. Seeing I know what I change. They're going to try to make. They already are trying to make our history extinct. When we are the history. Mm-hmm. They want to glorify. The slave owner racist ass people. Thomas Jefferson. Our founding fathers. They really. Like when I was in grade school, grade school, how old am I? When I was in elementary school, these motherfuckers really used to glorify these people. George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Patrick Henry, Andrew Jackson, Benjamin Franklin, all these white people. They never talked about Marcus Garvey. They never talked about Malcolm X. The only thing they talk about with black people is the civil rights movement. 
That's ridiculous. And they te- that's where it starts. Because, okay, we're grown. So we can go back and look. Yeah. But my sister and my little cousins and nieces and nephews, when they go to school, they're not going to get taught Malcolm X. They're not going to get taught Marcus Garvey, Frederick Douglass. They're not going to get taught the right stuff about George Washington Carver. If you ask these motherfuckers right now, who is George Washington Carver? They're going to say, the dude they made the peanut. Bro, that was the least of what he did. He was a legit scientist. You just see this motherfucker holding up the peanut. Would you? Okay. Say. Disrespect. Say. Say there was like, I don't know, in the beginning of time, there was like five people. There was a smaller amount of people to where like, you know, things grow like a tree and all everything branches off like that, right? Mm-hmm. Boom. Say it's like a color shade type of thing. Like it starts off, one person is light, and then there's a person who's darker than everyone, but everybody else is in between. If you could, would you set it to where like your skin color is going to be like the one superior rules? Yeah. No. No, why? Like, I'm not going to do that because I'm all about humanity. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not so going to sit here. T- so you would be equal. Uh, there is no peers. such thing to me. There is no such. Are you saying like? I'm talking about like if just if people you were in not the beginning. in the beginning, like we're all in our you separate would, continents. You and these five people, y'all start. having these conversations with these five people that's what they're telling each other and then those are the things that get passed down and you know it goes from there like you know mm-hmm. like that I wouldn't that say that kind of way of thinking not the I would tell now. I would tell the people that look like me that we're superior but nowadays if you say stuff like that they call you racist or they say stuff like <laughs> that when it's like bro what First of all, a person of color can never be racist. There is no such thing. You can't be. Because to be right, ra- look up in the dictionary or to look up on the on, online what racism or racist really means. Racist means that you're inferior to the opposition or to the opposite race. We have never been in a position to be inferior or superior to another race or to the opposite race and that would be the eurocentric the european race we would not be we can't we don't have the we don't have our own government to speak for us we don't have our own laws we follow their laws they created those mm-hmm. ain't no black i mean you had a couple i guess you could say in history you had a couple you know People that hated their own kind. We call those house ne- uh, house Negroes. Oh, my gosh. We had a couple of those that were sitting there in the government office. I'm pretty sure they don't really talk about them because they're bigots. Mm-hmm. And they didn't really have no choice. What are they going to do? They're trying to feed their family just like the rest of us. I don't really blame them. It's that slavery mindset. House Negro, field Negro. Mm-hmm. 
They're going to do everything they can to stay by their master. If you're in the house, I don't have to sleep outside. I don't have to sleep in the shed. I got a nice room downstairs in the attic. Meanwhile, your other kind, your brothers and sisters is sleeping chained up. And a fucking and underneath the underneath the the house, like some of these houses now, like if you go, especially in Virginia, you can find a lot of these motherfucking houses. They have that shed on the outside of the house, and this is that's where slaves used to be. That's exactly where slaves used to be, and we used to sleep, quote unquote, sleep. Like. The, the the mindset and the teachings starts in grade school and that's where change will actually happen if it'll ever happen because you can't you can't try to say change is going to happen but nothing's being started or sparked for the next generation for my little kid for my little nephews and nieces that's in elementary school they not being taught the right stuff. They're not. They getting taught about Thomas Jefferson. Why didn't I get taught about their black kids? Why didn't I get taught about Marcus Garvey? Why didn't I get taught about Thurgood Marshall? The only thing about Thurgood Marshall they get taught is oh he was a Supreme Court judge. No, bro. Because I mean, like, yeah, they can learn about it, but them teaching them that and trying to understand the system. There's programming. That's the most important learning stage when we're younger. Nobody's gonna take that time to do anything now. We just trying to survive now. You have to like do it. You have to you have to find this knowledge and all that for your own sake when you're Mm -hmm. grown. You have to be invested in it. It's people that's so ignorant they don't even know their own history. They ask these motherfuckers who Malcolm X is. Who? You talking about Malcolm X? The nation of Islam, they don't even know who he really is. If you ask them, if you ask somebody who... The violent guy. Martin Luther King Day is about to come up, and I go on Instagram, and motherfuckers are saying, we gonna get drunk on Martin Luther King Day or what? What? If you ask these motherfuckers who Martin Luther King was, they gonna say, I have a dream, dude. Dude, again, I have dream speech. And that's it. That's a problem, bruh. They need to go listen to I've Been on the Mountaintop. They need to go listen to The Other America. They need to go listen to these things. Because if you listen to what these dudes said in 1960 to 1966, 67, 68, Martin Luther King got assassinated. You will understand that it's not that much of a difference. It's just nowadays... You can do a little bit more, but that also comes with distraction... DNA uh, alternations. They messing with the food. They messing with your DNA. You seen the movie Get Out, right? That movie mm-hmm. is real. Like that, people, white people, pe- really, the concept of that movie is true. People really think like that. People really want to be us, but they don't want to be us. Paul Mooney said that. Mm-hmm. Everybody want to be a nigga, but don't nobody want to be a nigga at the same time. You want to know what it feel like to jump high. <laughs> and catch a football and all this be strong and all that shit be fast be have that skin that the way where well, you don't have to use the tanning bed and tanning booths 
You want to use that. You want to have that luxury. But guess what? You really don't want that because at the end of the day, you're going to be discriminated against. You already and lost. They know what it comes with. Exactly. You already lost when you're a black person. Like, you, you literally lost. You have to defeat the odds. I have to name my child John, Jason, Brian. I have to name my child something something common. So, a white person look at his job application, his college application, be like, hmm. And maybe consider it. And maybe consider it. When they see, that's why they put ethnicity on your shit. They put race on it. Why do you need to know my race? Why does that matter to you? Because they're going to put you in a, they're going to put you in a certain program and they're going to put you in a certain circumference that'll, that'll, that'll put you in a certain odds. I say this stuff all the time. A white person with the same height as me, same tattoos, got tattoos, same height, same weight, look the same as me. If he got the same application as me, he's more likely going to get the job versus me and i probably have way more qualifications than him i probably got way better social skills than him way more experience i defeated odds i defeated adversity i come from poverty this motherfucker been silver spoon his whole life but for the fact that the color of his skin you give him the benefit of the doubt that's the difference nowadays they don't give black they don't give not even just black they give they don't give really it really is just black people because we get the shit the rough asians get their reparations Mexicans come on over the border. I ass ain't get nothing yet. Ain't get no reparations. Don't get no free college. Don't get no free education. I'd rather take the free education well, than reparations. I wonder who was even like 40 mm-hmm. acres and a mule. No, we need y'all. That's what they that's why they didn't give it to us, because they needed us in the fields. But they did they gave it they did they put they put in stuff in writing. And most of them people back then couldn't read or write. <laughs> that's, that's what it was, huh? They literally, like, you expect... Now, nah, granted, you probably had a few... But we talking about millions of people that were enslaved. So mm-hmm. you want to talk about people that's not all... Probably less than 1%, 2% could read or write. They had no education whatsoever. They talked... By singing songs. Mm-hmm. That's why music is so powerful. Because in our DNA, that shit is rooted in slavery. That's why when you look at people that can that that's the, that's the best singers or the best rappers, who are they? Black people. Typically, every single person that's the best at singing, rapping, dunking, playing basketball, football, sports, whatever. Is black. That's not that's the best movie directors. The best whatever you can name it. They're black. That's not by coincidence, you know why? It all stems from what? You got it. Slavery, that's why. There we go. Mm-hmm. And nowadays. And now people really think it's so much changed because you can go to the store and it's not a white only sign. Mm-hmm. Bro, they're playing with your mind, bro. Because they use us as they use us as puppets, bro. They put us out here in these movies playing thugs, 
Every fucking movie we selling drugs. We we beating on our women, on our own women. We tell we, we the the woman is a single mother with with three four kids. That's every movie. Turn on TV. Every movie is like that. It's ridiculous. What happens to the movie where what happens to the Marcus Garvey biopic? I'm tired of seeing these slavery movies. Why do I need a Nat Turner biopic? Why? And it happens to be the title, the same title of the of the very movie that caused millions, thousands of us to die. The Birth of a Nation. You ever seen The Real Birth of a Nation? The real movie? The first movie they made? Whether these motherfuckers no, is in blackface? I haven't seen them. They didn't show all. you that in school? They showed us that. No. It's traumatizing. Of course they're going to show y'all that here in Virginia. Oh, yes. Virginia. Yeah, this is the Commonwealth. This is the 13 colonies. This is the Commonwealth. We are the center of all this bullshit that's happening mm-hmm. in this, in right this, here in this state. Right Johannesburg, wherever. Jamestown. Oh. All them people, founding fathers, were here. Step foot on this land. So. Europe. We're in the Britain. middle of the 13 colonies. So we really, we are the end all be. All the laws were made here. All of them were made here. All the conventions, all the, everything was here. There wasn't no damn D.C. It was Virginia. Jamestown. The motherfucker, go the Hampton Roads. This is a side note. The Hampton Roads, you crawl across that bridge. Wars was fought over that. It's water now. You know, I man, I have I have so much knowledge because I watch this shit so much. Did you even know that a lot of the African cities, not African, but a lot of the well, yeah, shit, African cities are covered by lakes. That's interesting because lakes and stuff like that, those are man-made. And the fact that these motherfuckers have the audacity to try to I'm tell us sure <laughs> rivers and creeks and all that, that's man-made. Hampton Roads, that's man-made. Hampton Roads Bridge, that shit is man-made. Wars were fought over that. Like, it's just it's just simple stuff to me. People standing up for the national anthem. Why? People standing up. Well, the Star Spangled Banner, same thing. Why? That shit. It's just it's simple stuff. Like when I was a kid, we used to run out to the ice cream truck. But if you really listen to that song, that's a racist ass song, bro. But they hypnotize your mind into thinking ice cream. But that shit is racist as fuck. I like, don't yo, think they really. Um... Nah, seriously, Mo- most people in America don't even know that that song is racist. Most people don't even know the third verse of the national anthem. Or the second verse rap. It's ridiculous. And let me guess. The best person to ever sing the national anthem is who? Black. 
And who they always get to sing that shit? Us. <laughs> it's ridiculous. They literally be using us as puppets the whole time. Yeah, them folks will go crazy over there. Like, what we doing? Them You're not going to ask Taylor Swift. Struggle. These motherfuckers not going to ask Adele, Taylor Swift, to sing the national anthem. But they're going to ask Whitney Houston. They're going to ask Marvin Gaye. They're going to ask Chris Brown. Shall I go on? Like, what we doing? They're going to ask some Hispanic person. Like, what we doing right now? I ain't. I ain't gonna say I've never seen a white person sing a national anthem, but I'm sorry. Damn near 10 times out of 10, it's always somebody of color. You know why? Because we sing the best. And you know why we sing the best? Because singing is spiritual, and spirit, spirits go all the way back to slavery. When we were singing on the fucking Ooh, cotton fields. Sound. Sound. Vibration, frequency. And all that is what? Energy vibrations like when we were singing on them cotton fields when we singing on them cotton fields trying to make sense of why they doing this to us I just want people to understand in they in a privileged ass life what it would be like if a mother white if a white family were to, if, if these white men were to just come in your house and take you your mother your kid you your mother your brother sister Tie y'all up, strip y'all of y'all's clothes and dignity, beat y'all, and throw y'all in the back and win chains. And see how that would feel. Because people are so fucking entitled and it's sick. I never want to hear nobody say, oh, slavery was a long time ago. It don't even. Mm-hmm. Well, come on, bro. Instead of teaching us about these dumbass dinosaurs <laughs> and prehistory, don't nobody give a fuck about that shit. You need to talk about yeah. not even modern, really, not really modern, because they th- they consider modern eighteen sixty five to present. No, mm-hmm. you need to talk about civilizations. You need to talk about what well, they kind of they kind of do, but you got to be older to to get those type of classes to get taught about Mali in Africa. I, this is the thing they try you. you uh, I'm glad I I'm glad it just came to my head. You ever see these commercials? You know what? When you think of Africa, what do you really think of? Seriously. Not when you were young, when you thought of Africa, what did you think of? What did you see Africa to be? Them starving kids. Them starving, hungry kids, right? But they don't ever tell you that Africa is the reason why the world is the way it is the it it is the way it is like mm-hmm. Africa is the richest place is the richest continent of all everybody gets their resources from Africa they try to make it seem like these motherfuckers is starving flies over their head dirty mm-hmm. stink like bro they try to make it seem like they don't have cars like Animals just wandering. Like, yo, that's crazy, yo. And then when the famous people who do go visit there and they go and, like, reiterate all of that stuff, you like, that's not even what it is. And I thought you wasn't going to do that. I didn't think you were going to do that. It's crazy, like. 
I don't know if they show them commercials anymore. But they used to show them commercials. You had to be up late for them to put them African commercials on. They have a little kid. If you donate one cent, it could save ten families. Well, come on, bro. Well, they probably was doing. I think I really feel like they was doing that when they, um, Ebola was popping. It was doing that throughout my whole life. I mean, we've been America has been in war since we was born. The Rwandan right. genocide. Yeah. They don't even... You know how many countries are in Africa? That's one country. Mm -hmm. Well, not one country, but that's like one portion. You know? Like, just like anything. America has... Has... America has poor places just like any other place has poor places. But they want to glorify and paint a a certain type of image upon Africa... Because they know who comes from there. Because we really enemy number one. Because this country was built on our backs. Yeah, the indigenous people, they got they got murdered and, you know, migrated, forced out of here. But the real genocide, but genocide came like that. Start with that. When you want to talk about history, talk about that first. Actually, don't talk about that first. Talk about how we were kings and queens mm-hmm. first. Talk about Mansa Musa first. The richest man ever. Ever. Black man. Talk about that. Then talk about how your motherfuckers colonized and took it over. Haiti. Them motherfuckers, what they speak? Creole. Creole is what? Ain't that French? I think that's a derivative. I don't know. That's French. Creole. What is that? Let me see what that <laughs> is. Because I, I, I swear like Creole is French. It probably is, but it's Creole. Creole. Not. A Creole language is a stable, natural language that develops from simplifying mixing. Man, where it come from? Oh, the truth is that French and French Creole speakers often have difficulty understanding one another. That is, they are essentially different languages. What is Creole a mix of? Creole is a mix of combination of French and African languages with a little bit of Spanish added in. So the shit was colonized by French. That's what I'm talking about, bro. And then like in certain parts of Africa, people speak French. You know who's from France? Caucasian people. That's where they're from. Is it, it bro, I swear to God, we are in it, we are enemy number one. They tried to pick. I don't even know, you know, I ain't, you know, I'm not going to talk about nobody's religion. But Jesus, they try to paint Jesus as this white man with blue eyes. That man, if anybody ever goes to Jerusalem, you see nothing but who? Dark people. And it's hot. (laughs) 
Ain't no white people. Ain't no Jerusalem, man. Especially thousands of years ago, it was hotter. No. Asia. Yes, it was. Jerusalem. It was hotter. I think it was hotter years ago. I feel like the the this is a side note. There's a climate is a 360. I don't feel like the shit is it's getting hotter by the year. Global warming. It's always been like this. It's a circle. It's a cycle. Mm-hmm. You did say that. How the fuck people know what it was? First off, you wasn't even not you, but they wasn't man. But yeah, like. It's just little lies like that you get taught when you're a kid that messes with your mind and your DNA. And it gets you to believe and think in a certain type of way. And that shit fucks with you. It fucks with everything. And that alters generations. That alters everything. That alters history. They strip you of your dignity. They don't teach you the language. They don't teach you how to read or write. But they say that you got to produce these goods. You got to pick this cotton. You got to plant this squash. You got to plant all this stuff. And you don't get paid for it. But then, 1865, they made, basically, they made slavery legal. Really? Because a lot of them people didn't even leave their masters. They stayed there. They want to act like everybody just, you know, the Great Migration. Everybody just went to the Midwest. Great Migration people went to Chicago. People went to uh, Ohio. People went different places. People went to New York. People went to Michigan. People migrated north. But that's not all the case. They don't talk about the people that stayed. Now, they get paid for slavery now. Still slavery. But now you're getting paid. And you're not getting paid a lot. And a lot of these, and a lot of these black people, black families... Failed at you know making their own business. It was a lot. It was a lot of you know that's where Black Wall Street. It was great. You know the Industrial Revolution. Black people started you know making something out of themselves because at the end of the day, when you oppress, it's only going to be so long for for you know people start to get tired of that shit and they want to create something out of themselves and they don't want to be oppressed anymore. That's where. You get these little acts. You get these little voting rights and all this stuff. It's like they feed you scraps. They don't want to feed you humanity. They want to feed you the bare minimum. And that's what's annoying. And that's why stuff really has not changed. It's sad that you can sit here and listen to a Malcolm X, Martin Luther King speech and that shit still is relative to today. And they died year in like 60 years ago. Pop 60 plus. Like what what? It don't even make no sense. We just literally talked about the whole evolution of 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 us. It's like. When you understand that. And that man. You know why they say stuff like this. This is why I don't even. You know I don't even blame them. Because the shit is genius. Being honest. I'm going to come over here. Take this group of people. Take y'all from y'all family and all your will. 
and we gonna train and we gonna sit here and make y'all make us rich and make a make this country. And then we ain't even gonna give y'all human rights. But they wanna sit here and talk about Adolf Hitler. You mentioned Hitler. Oh, 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 oh. But you don't never say nothing when you talk about Thomas Jefferson. You don't say nothing when you talk about George Washington. He's on your money. He's on the currency. But you wanna you talking about Adolf Hitler. That's the problem. They don't wanna they don't wanna admit to their bullshit. And they're still doing this stuff. Still, they still doing it. If Barack Obama lost 2012 election and that motherfucker would have had people go to the White House and storm the Capitol, do you know what would happen? I don't even want to think about what would happen to that black man. Not even him. Because it would be black people rioting. I mean, I think they would definitely They would have... What's them guns with the... They would have snipers out there, one by one. Before they even like, bro, get to the what are you doing, man? Like, hey. that's just. Are you talking uh, about the Capitol building? Remember that lady died. I'm sorry, there is no sympathy, but mm-hmm. it's just like, come on, bro. They want you to believe it's equal. This world is equal. You can be anything you want to be, bro. No. You can if you can defeat the odds that you already are born into. You already born into a DNA, into a race of oppression. So I never, ever, ever want to hear no white person sit here and talk and give their opinion on stuff regarding us. I'm sorry. I'm the Michael Max kind of guy. I don't need to hear your opinion, bro. You stay over there and I'm stay over here. Don't talk about what we should do. Oh, like, come on, bro. You got people, white people and hip hop and shit. Like, bro, granted, you going to have it. Granted, it has been white. It has been a lot of white people that have put their lives on the line for us. And it was in support of us. But that shit does not equate to the ones that oppress. That's like everybody. Hey, yeah, you're going to have a couple M&Ms. Damn. You gonna have a couple M and M's, but no. I mean, like M and M, like I'm the real slim shady, whatever you say. Fuck all that. At the end of the day, he his own his own life story. He was in poverty, you know, but. He's a guest in the house of hip hop. I don't give a fudge, flying fudge. I don't care about none of that. He's a guest in the house of hip hop when it comes to us. Period. That's what Lord Jamar said. Well, you know, um, what's his name? And he's on my wall, so I can say that. Fred Hampton. That's what he fought for: equality of everyone who was in poverty. Of all the minorities, because that's what makes people, that's what, you know, that's what it's really about. The struggle that we all face, the unequal struggle that we all, the unequal struggle that we all face. It's like, 
yeah. It's like a simple fact of I see people at my job all the time come in there. They drive nice cars. Got nice jobs. They look down on the people that don't. And it's like, bro, I, I can speak. I ain't gonna say everybody can be like me, but I would never sit here and look down on somebody else because they don't got what I got or because they don't have the type of living circumstances that I got. I may sit here and joke because I've been there before, but I'm not going to sit and act like I've never been there before and I never made it. I'm not going to act like a snob. I'm not going to act like an asshole because it's like, bro. That's the type of stuff. It's just like entitlement. It's like people. I don't think people care enough. I don't think people really do care enough, though. I don't know. People don't value it. People just want to get their money, feed their family, live their life, die. They don't really want to make a difference. They don't really want to stop this bullshit that's going on. Even though they know the bullshit is going on, they still don't want to stop it. And it's like, dang, like. It makes you who wants to make a change your job even harder. It makes me sound like, damn. You hear that bullshit he's talking over there? That's what, literally. like, I'm, I, like, literally, like, people are sitting and say, you see, your conspiracy theory, see, you're losing it, see, you're, like, when I was saying to them, in that comment section, that man called me a, a flat earther, a conspiracy theory, like, bro, you white with a, with a farm in the background, and you trying to call me a conspiracy theorist. Excuse me. Bless you. Like, you. what we doing right now? Like, it's a it's a world filled with. They need to make a subscription, so you can. Not even subscription. They should make it requirements. Like I said before, they should make requirements so you can make an so you can talk on these accounts. It's too many bots. It's too much of this stuff. That's is, and a part of it. I feel like Elon Musk. Is he's one of those uh, people that we talk about when we say they, when we say them? Mm-hmm. Because he is considering his family from South Africa and South Af- not South Africa. Yeah, it is South Africa. I think. Yeah, and it's like, bro, Them colonizers. This man, he's he's under some type of um. He's under some type of ownership of Neurofit or something. It's named something like that, Neurofit. And that basically... I'm going to look at it. Make sure I'm right. Neurofit. And that basically undergoes uh, studies based off people's nervous systems, sensory systems. It looks over the the the... the the studies of autism and why things happen, studying DNA. This motherfucker is a, one of the owners of that. It has intensive, innovative corporations that involve programming. And, sci- and like science technology. Do you know what that means? And he's now the owner of Twitter. This motherfucker is about to... Mm-hmm. 
Yo, doing experiment. This man is doing a he's doing an experiment under the under the radar, and people are not yeah. talking about it. They want to talk about Kanye. They want to talk about Herschel Walker. Like, what are we doing? Like, you putting these? You want to talk about Herschel Walker? Meanwhile, this motherfucker is doing a whole experiment. You know, one of these experiments they done. COVID. That's a, the vaccine, actually. That's what I'm getting to. The elixir. Mm-hmm. That's an experiment. The syphilis experiment. <laughs> That's an experiment, too. That was an experiment. You injecting people with autism. It's a reason why when you have a baby... They have to give your baby shots when they first get out. You think that's them, that stuff don't alter DNA and make them have autism? I think... I think it's more so like... I don't even know because I don't understand. I guess it's like to protect... Protect you from things that have, you know, grown the bio... What's it called? Like the biological things yeah. That's an experiment. And that experiment is creating autism. Autism is at an all time high. Just like once upon a time, HIV was at an all time high. AIDS was at an all time high. You don't think they, they took some of these people's blood and like injected in people? I think so. I think I don't I, put I don't put nothing past this country. I, know. I really don't. I, know. I don't put nothing past them. But that is such an evil thought to me Ooh. that I can't. Oh, I can go even worse. You want to talk about evil? That's not even touching the barrel of evil. Like I can't even like fathom that thought. It's not even. That's not so, even touching. You heard what's his name, Bill Duke, say they used to put us, tie us up. And put us underneath fire pits and rotate us until we die, dehydrate to death. And cut off our body parts and take pictures with our body parts in their hands smiling. That's evil. And that's true because they have pictures of it. They used to take the mom pregnant with the, with the, with the pregnant. Tie her upside down and beat her with a, and beat her stomach in. They used to do stuff like that. They used to take... There used to be a family. Husband, wife, son. Mm-hmm. The master would take the wife and rape her in front of her husband and son. And there's nothing that they can do about it. Why? Because they would die.
That's evil. It's a hard life. That's evil. That's where that's that's our DNA. Yeah. I can't speak about Africa. Cause we don't know nothing about that. I can speak on America though. Cause that's where our history starts. With us. Like what what don't they want to label us African Americans? We need to talk about that stuff. Like that stuff is why we are where we are. You know what I mean? That's evil. This country is founded upon evil. So I don't put nothing past none of these people. They killing us. They ain't gonna say it's our fault. Fuck out of here, man. They using us against each other. Like, they really do. Especially that. Because people don't even care to learn about that shit. Motherfuckers think James Earl Ray killed Martin Luther King. Man. <sighs> <laughs> I ain't even gonna go there. But let's be real, bro. No. Like, what? This motherfucker J. Edgar Hoover, man. That cross dressing ass. No, I ain't even gonna say nothing homophobic. But for him, I should say something homophobic because that dude is a disgrace. He's evil. He destroyed, he created plans. He created the FBI, the Federal Bureau Investigation Unit. He, he, and he, he created that. He destroyed the Black Panthers. He destroyed the Civil Rights Movement. He, orchestrated plans to assassinate Martin Luther King, to assassinate Malcolm X, to assassinate Fred Hampton. You do know Fred you do know Martin Luther King was living in Chicago before he died, right? He was living there. Under what protection? The Black Panther protection. They don't want to teach you that, though. They don't want to teach you that at all. You just taught me that. Because I listened to his speech. And he's just and he said it. In 1967, he died in 1968. Got assassinated in 1968. Like, come on, man. They've been using us against each other forever. Jesse Jackson. You know who else lived in <clears throat> Chicago during that time with Martin Luther King? Jesse Jackson. Fuck out of here, man. I don't respect none of these people. He the only motherfucker up there without a tie on. Man, please. He pointing like he don't know who did it. Nigga, you know who did it. You part of it. Out of here. He didn't want to be this. What are you, the chairman? He want to go to. No, I ain't even going to get on his head. Old man. Fuck that, man. People be living lives their whole life. And got people really believing that they are a certain type of way. Fuck out of here, man. All these motherfuckers know who killed Malcolm X this whole time. Covering up for this nigga.
please, man. He went against he went against the honorable Elijah Muhammad. First off, I understand that 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 religion and that teaching was very important for your life and it got you out of a life of crime or whatever negativity you was going through. But wrong is wrong, bro. That man I'm not even gonna say pedophile. Elijah, whatever honor. Elijah Muhammad. Cause he he helped so many people. So it's like if you say something like that, you could get killed, bruh. And you know what happened to Malcolm? When he exposed it, the nation of Islam, well fruit of Islam, whatever y'all want to call it at that time, I think it was the fruit of Islam, they work with the FBI to orchestrate a plan to kill him. That sucks. And that's just facts. And you know when motherfuckers really found out that this was the truth? When a random dude made a Netflix documentary explaining this. This stuff was was hidden for years, 30, 40, 50 plus years. And this motherfucker come out with a documentary in the last couple years explaining he doing his own research, reading articles, reading, looking at clips, playing them back and forth. And he realized who really killed him. And it was a dude in the nation of Islam that shot the shotgun. Killed him. Like, it got so deep that the guards that were in front of the battalion to protect the stage when Malcolm was talking, the motherfuckers were FBI undercover people. Fred Hampton, that movie, Judas and the Black Messiah, that's real. It was a real black dude setting Fred Hampton up and leading the FBI to kill him. That's a real thing. And he's black, man. And the nigga couldn't even live with himself and he wound up killing himself. You know why? It ain't because, oh, he was depressed. It's because he sold his soul, bro. Against his own kind. Mm-hmm. When you do shit like that, you can't live with yourself. You know what it could have been for your people? And time and time again It proves that we are our own worst enemy mm-hmm. It's not them Because they know Out of ten of us At least one or two of us Will switch on each other for some money Or for some protection You know mm-hmm. They know all ten of us Don't have the Don't have the balls to go out with either death. Everybody's not willing to die. And they realize that. So they're going to use us against each other. Why you think there's a such thing as fucking good cop, bad cop? Central Park 5. Like, well, we can go on. It goes on and on and on. Like, with this stuff. You know? 
And it's yeah. sick. It's sick. It really is. Like, motherfuckers rap about killing and all that type shit, but when it's time to do the time for doing the crime, yeah. your ass gonna snitch. That's what we say. In, that's what we say in the black community. Snitch. Yeah, it's gonna tell. But you was the right. You was you was betraying that life. You know you was gonna kill him, shoot him, rob him. Mm-hmm. Where all that energy at now? When you're in front of the white man. When you're, when, man, come on, bro. We put that code amongst ourselves. Yeah. And it's disgusting. A question with respect to a statement which Essien Yudum quotes as being on a bulletin board in the University of Islam in Chicago by the Honorable Elijah Muhammad. According to Essien, Mr. Muhammad states, Up, you mighty race. You can accomplish what you will. Build your future on these foundations. Freedom, justice, and equality. What is the definition of freedom, justice, and equality for the black man? And where and when is it to be attained? Well, take equality first. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad doesn't teach us to uh, associate equality with whites equality has nothing to do with whites we want we don't want to be equal with the white man he's not the criteria or yardstick by which equality is measured he's not in a position to tell us we are equal it's not his right it's not his to do equality we want equality we had equality before the white man was created we had the we had equality before the white man came into existence And we want equality whether the white man is on this earth or not. Equality means the opportunity to develop all of our dormant potential, all of our dormant capability. And and, and, uh, in developing this dormant uh, capability, the right and the ability to stand on this earth on some land uh, of our own and bring about a civilization and a society in, we will, in which we will be completely independent, complete freedom to uh, uh, take care of the needs, to take care of the uh, wants and the likes and the dislikes of our people, to establish our own nation, our own society, our own heaven, our own future. This is what we mean by freedom, by uh, equality. And justice means uh, as you sow, so shall you reap. If you do wrong, you'll get wrong in return. And if you do right, you'll get right in return. When you're in your own nation, in your own land, you're in a position to get justice. But when you're in another man's country, in another man's land, under another man's flag, and under another man's uh, 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 government, and under another man's court system, you have to look to that other man for justice, and you'll never get it. And Negroes in this country probably are authorities on that. Yeah.